much loving Comes much grief And only future heartaches Bring relief So I reap where I have not sown Leaving whirlwinds in my wake I see tomorrow in Herbert and arms Tormented by the weight of leading men on She could lead me over a cliff And it would feel like flying She was kneeling before King Jesus Wearing his golden crown The only Jesus I know Was a drifter from a dead end town Jailer, I see you now The folly of the lock and key Your labor for the wind The sun still rises on me For your shadow I see I am the starbuck I am the traitor I am the coward Who will see you later And I live to Before you condemn me Consider I'm the one God chose to roam Before you try to change me Stand in the river And try to reverse the flow From the stagecoach to the stage I am the actor shaking her cage The questions in her mind Will find us intertwined She was kneeling before King Jesus Wearing his golden crown The only Jesus I know Was a drifter from a dead end town I hear the spurs rattle, they're riding into battle I'm riding away, fast as my horse can't get saddled They all say they're standing their ground But whose ground is it really? I dream of sirens, I live for temptation When you stood like a rock I became an ocean Everything wild and free Swims inside of me I'm a stranger to your King Jesus With his throne and his golden crown The only Jesus I know Was a drifter from a dead end town I'm a stranger to your King Jesus With his scepter and his golden crown The only Jesus I know Was a drifter from a dead end town The only Jesus I know Was a drifter from a dead end town Oh crap! I yeah, yeah. Sorry, man. Sorry. I just, <laughs> just, I just found out Big Brother is watching. Yeah, Big Brother's always watching, Simon. <laughs> I had the option to leave the meeting, but I hit continue. I, I don't know if that was a mistake or. The question though is: Are you still doing weird baguette night calls <laughs> like in the woods? <laughs> you know, I haven't done a weird. So the the only reason I haven't is because. I've been trying to trim down the COVID surplus. Oh, okay. So not that I'm anti-bread. I just had some <laughs> bread, flat bread and hummus. I had some naan and hummus. But yes. uh, but I've been, uh, so when I order those baguettes, you know, 
I get enough for the whole family, but that means yeah. like three or four for me. <laughs> so, <laughs> Simon needs his fill, man. Yeah, so, so it's better. I just don't, uh, I just don't do those right now. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> it's like, let's you know, calm down here. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take it easy. All right. Yeah. It's, it's funny to, um, you know, a few years ago, I started going to the gym pretty hardcore because I wanted to get in really good shape before middle age, you know? Okay. And prior to that, I, I wasn't really a gym guy. I've been to the gym off and on, but I grew up, you know, in the eighties and nineties and I was a basketball player. We didn't hit the gym. Yeah. You know what I mean? Basketball yeah. players, we didn't lift weights. Right. So that was, uh, that was just not something I did in college. I tried out weight training a little bit. And, um, at that point I was one of these, um, hard gainers. Cause I was, I was just a really skinny guy. <laughs> right. So I got kind of ripped actually, but I didn't like get buff. I didn't get big. Yeah. And now I can't touch a weight without getting big. You know what I mean? It's just like, um, what are you the Hulk? How, I mean, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's not like I get huge. I'm, you know, cause I'm not juicing or anything, but I, <laughs> But I, you know, I do, I look like a linebacker now, whereas, yeah. you know, it's just something I never thought would have ever been a thing for me, but, yeah. uh, but it worked. I got really strong and, um, I was in some of the best shape of my life and then COVID hit and I just let it all, I let it all go. <laughs> let man. it all go. I just let it all Boom, go. Here it goes. So, <laughs> It was, it was fun to get here to Alabama and to actually start going to the gym again. That was one mm -hmm. of the big changes. And um, it's amazing, you know, to take a year and a half off and then go back to the gym and feel those beginner gains. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Where it's just like, wow, <laughs> you can make some real fast change or you feel the changes sure. when you first go feel really fast. Yeah. And so uh, already I just feel like my body composition just in the last six yeah. weeks or so has has changed. I'm looking pretty, at you right pretty... now. I'm inspecting you right now. Oh. <laughs> so, oh, let's see. Flex, flex for me. Here. Come yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's really funny. I've never been like I've biceps are, are a weak one for me. Yeah, they've never. And I and I and I've never done like um, bro splits or anything like that. Yeah, I've always yeah. trained like an athlete. Mm -hmm. So a lot of functional training, all that yep. kind of stuff, full body workouts. Um, and my biceps have always lagged. So whenever somebody's <laughs> like flex, I was just like, well, prepare okay. to be unimpressed. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready for this man candy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it, it's uh, to like try But, oh, that was really funny. So like two years ago when I was in the gym and, a bunch of guys were like doing measurements. I never mm -hmm. did measurements, never did yeah. any of that stuff. And one of the guys was talking about, well, the perfect measurement should be that the thickest part of your arm is the thickest part of your, is also is the same mm -hmm. size as the thickest part of your calf. Okay. And that should be that that's like a symmetrical <laughs> body. Okay. And everybody there had like, you know, either chicken legs or <laughs> small, you know, smaller arms or, you know, everybody's and then there was me and I, I think I yeah. was like 17 and a half calves and arms. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm perfect guys. What can I say? <laughs> I'm done. <Just> perfect. <laughs> We're done here. <laughs> You've seen the peak of fitness. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess in that respect, the full body, you know, athletic yeah. workouts, they were working for, uh, yeah getting that full body composition in the right proportions. Yes. Yes. No chicken legs over here. I got thunder thighs. My I love man. it, man. <laughs> uh, that's pretty awesome. I bet another thing you never said is I'm, I'm going to move to Alabama. I am like, never. <laughs> that's everyone's life dream. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, uh, it's really funny because constantly all the time, whether it's somebody who's, native or not native Alabama. And when they find out we just yeah. moved here, like why? 
<laughs> and, what happened? <laughs> yeah. And the why is, is kind of like this, like accusation, you know, yeah, yeah. why would you move here? Yeah. But I, I, I honestly don't know what they're talking about because this place has been so great for, for us. That's you know? wonderful. My kids just came back from the Creek. Um, I, I, I can't have him here with me because he's taking a nap, but I meant to show you one of the things that's been occupying my time lately, and it's a new puppy. Oh, man. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we got this brand new, I mean, it's six weeks, but we've only had it for like three days. Yeah. But Wow. This brand new puppy. And so anyway, they took the dog, the kids took the dogs and the, and the new puppy down to the creek and they were just having fun down there. And, and you know, yeah. it's just that, that that's what we want. You know, it's like, yeah. I'm wondering why everybody isn't moving here. Get down here, get on the. Well, I don't want everybody to move here. But yeah, don't say that. Yeah, a lot of people are, and 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 real estate is through the roof. We're shopping for real estate right now. We we bought at the exact right time, and everybody mm -hmm. who who finds out when we moved here, like wow, because basically, like right after we closed on this house, everything exploded. Yeah, the value went up. I'm sure tremendously. Yeah. So yeah, and and people the are buying properties right now for thousands well above list well above asking well price. above yeah yeah so so we've bid on a couple of places and but we're cheap so we've just bid the asking price yeah and of course we haven't got anything yet but uh but yeah right now we've actually shifted we were gonna invest in a property we could rent out yeah and now we're, we've shifted and we're actually looking for more of a commercial property that we can fix up into a multi-purpose mm -hmm. artist space. Sure. Oh, and nice. So um, a guy we know found this awesome space. It, it, <laughs> back in the day, I think it must have been built probably in the 50s. Yeah. And the top level was a boarding house. So it's got like eight or 10 rooms. And then the bottom level was a record store. And then on the side, they had like a, a barber shop. So anyway, it was probably a, a cool hub back in the 50s and 60s. And um, so, but now it's like, you know, it was deserted for a long time. And this guy, it was listed for only like 70,000, something like what? that. And this guy, guess how much he got it for? How much? And this is about two years ago, but he got it for 35. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine buying a big bill? I, I don't know the square footage, but it's a, enough square footage yeah. to have a commercial, you know, record store on bottom and a boarding house with like eight or 10 rooms on top. So it's a big space. Yeah. And he got it for $35,000. And so we're looking for something like that. Something that we, you know, yeah. it's going to need TLC, but uh, but you know, we can put in that sweat equity yeah. and turn it into something cool. So that's wow. what we're shopping for now. What an um, amazing deal, man. It's like from Portland to Florence, right? It's Florence, Alabama. Florence. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. We told everybody where you live. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I know the paparazzi is going to be here any they're minute your, now. They're at your door. I see it on the window. That's <laughs> stop it. It's private invasion. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, Florence <laughs> is so beautiful. My parents were here recently mm -hmm. and my dad didn't say this to me. He said it to my wife and she told me later. But anyway, he said to her, he's like, well, congratulations. Cause, and we've traveled a lot. Like my family, yeah. um, we've been all over the U S and my parents mm -hmm. continue to do that. They're retired now. They got their big motor home and they drive all over, you know? Yeah. And so he told Shannon, he's like, this is one of the prettiest towns. It's one of the nicest towns he's ever seen. That's great. And once again, nobody move here, but yeah, just so you know, don't come it's there. one of the nicest towns. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I, I told Simon I'm going to be visiting him. So I'm definitely going to come visit. And I feel the You'll same way it, about man. where I live too, man. It's like, don't, don't come here. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> right? Plain, right on the border. It's a border town. Don't, don't show up here. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that was, that was Portland. Portland was growing so much and the yeah. infrastructure couldn't keep up and you know and 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 we were getting priced out there yeah i mean yeah. You, you you couldn't you couldn't buy a dog kennel there for thirty five thousand, let alone a an old you know building no. to fix up you know no no, no way <laughs> so, man 
Wow. Well, how's music been since you've been down there? I mean, I've got this new album. And by the way, the album cover art, I was like, this is a madman. <laughs> He's become a madman, literally. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. You know, Rainbow took that picture of me. My, my 12-year-old really? daughter, Rainbow, she took that picture. We were just, um, you know, I have... Um, a cheap vintage lens addiction. Mm. So every month or so, a package arrives and it's <laughs> another one of these lenses from like the fifties or sixties, you know, because you can get them for, oftentimes you can get them for like 35 bucks. Yeah. You know, and some of them are even older than that. I have some lenses here from um, probably the thirties or forties. And some of them, some of them were made like in Russia and things like that. So I, I know I have one that's actually, it's either from the late forties, or early fifties. It's Russian made, mm -hmm. but it's based on German lens design, which is, you know, kind of the, especially uh, back then that was the pinnacle of lens design. Germany yeah. owned lens design. But after world war two, as uh, compensation to Russia for the war, they gave them a bunch of their patents and stuff like that because they couldn't they couldn't pay them back monetarily. <laughs> so yeah. there's like here's some of our technology, and so Russia yeah. has all these designs, and they're so they're making basically German lenses in Russia. And so so guys who are into this, they you know the lens freaks all know you know <laughs> the like, lens so, freaks. <laughs> yeah, you know so you, you know that, and especially now today that you have mirrorless cameras, they're so easy to adapt lenses to. And so, um, you know, right here, let's see it. It doesn't look like anything, hmm. you know, but this is, I'm going to take the adapter off and you can see it. Uh, just what a plain, simple lens. This is yeah. very unassuming. And this is the Helios 44 two, which is now, I mean, seriously, I think I bought this. If I remember the price correctly, I got it on eBay for $34. Hmm. And that was free shipping. And wow. from the Ukraine, I believe. And uh, it takes some of the prettiest pictures just ever. I mean, I mean, you know, modern lenses, lenses will take a more clinically correct photo. But then this thing, you know, I, I was just taking pictures of the kids at the creek the other day with it. And I just was taking pictures of uh, Rainbow. Rainbow is my patient kid mm. who will let me, uh, you know, I showed up at the creek that day with like four different vintage lenses. I was going to shoot out against each other. And Rainbow will sit there and, and be my, yeah. my, my, my model. So nice. <laughs> So anyway, I mean, I come back with it and I'm just like, holy cow, this thing is just, it's just so beautiful, you know? Yeah. And, and, and I don't really know how to explain that, but it's something about how it treats the subject, like the skin of the subject, and then how it separates the subject from the background, but then how the background also has this painterly quality to it. Yeah. It's kind of blurred out, you know, the way that, uh, so yeah. anyway, uh, and it, so it's just, it's just amazing. So anyway, I'm always trying out all this stuff. And so Rainbow actually um, has gotten into photography a bit as well. Uh, I got her a really nice camera that she could fit these lenses on as well. And, and so we have, we just have fun. We, we take a bunch of pictures and stuff like that. And so anyway, we were just doing that. And I had a brand new lens and uh, Rainbow grabbed, I had been taking pictures of Rainbow and Shannon with it. And then Rainbow's like, all right, give me the camera. And she turned it on me. I was like, wait a minute. Come on. <laughs> Going for Madman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw the picture and, you know, because they're vintage lenses, there's no autofocus. There's no, you know, right. uh, so the picture, she actually took one that was in perfect focus. And then she, this one, wasn't hmm. and it was in it was, it was off focus in just the right way and i was just right. like yeah yeah this is gonna get used for something it got used <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> so um 
yeah, I thought, man, if, if I'm going to stick my face on the cover of something, then I'm going to use this picture. I love uh, it, man. <laughs> this guy's like a lion, man. He's like a lion. <laughs> the Serengeti, Simon. My hair will go crazy. I mean, <laughs> it, it, it is just a, you know, one of these curly mop sure. messes. I constantly yeah. look like I've been washed up on shore, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Watch the <for sure. laughs> like, Yeah, you know, I don't know what it is. You know how some people never look dressed up, no matter what. Okay. They put on. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like I'm one of those people. I feel like I could put on the nicest tux or whatever, and I yeah. still look like it's like, well, it's a guy in a tuxedo who just washed <laughs> up on shore. You know, <laughs> he still looks like he, you know, was washed up. Like yeah. I don't know. I'm, it's not quite there. <laughs> Don't just say washed up. Washed up on shore. Washed up. <laughs> on shore. Sorry. Let's he's not washed up. He's, he's washed not, up. He's not washed shore. up. Simon's definitely not washed yeah. up. <laughs> but he's on shore. <laughs> so, so, you know, that photo actually, um, I think, kind of inspired the title. Yeah. Troubadour the of title. the Bastard West. <laughs> I was like, what is this? I was like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I wanted to be a singing poet of, uh, um, I was thinking of myself as, as because I grew up in, you know, the Pacific Northwest, I was mm -hmm. just thinking of myself as the West. And I grew up watching the cowboy flicks and stuff like that. And um, Actually, just about a month ago, maybe six weeks, something like that. I watched the old OK Corral, Kirk Douglas. Uh, mm -hmm. Oh, man. Those movies are so great. And one of the best part about those movies is having a six-minute song at the beginning that tells you the story of the movie you're going to watch. Right. And it's like, the song's over. I'm like, well, do we need to sit through the movie now? Right. Because I feel <laughs> like I already know what's going to happen. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Uh, but I love those, these ballads, these grand ballads that start a lot of these old Westerns and stuff like that. So I wanted to do something like that. And I didn't want to just, but the only song that's really that on the album is the one called um, Waving Goodbye, I think. Here we go. You trying to remember songs. Yeah. <laughs> There's a regular segment in this where Simon tries to remember his songs. <laughs> Hold on, I got the lyrics right here. It's a regular segment. <laughs> Look at all this. <laughs> Look at all that, man. Oh, there goes the hair. There it goes. <laughs> it washed up on shore. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm like the L'Oreal ad for homeless people. No, no. <laughs> um, the other night I took my hair out of a ponytail oh. and you know, it just kind of went everywhere. Yeah. And my wife just looked at me and my wife has very straight hair. It's very difficult for her to get volume into her hair. Yeah. And I have the opposite problem where I can't get my, you know, my hair not to have volume, you know? Yeah. yeah. So it, anyway, she just looked at it. She's like, that is just amazing. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> you just, lion of a man. It's just a living creature, <laughs> living creature. <laughs> oh man. So, you know, I, I recorded this entire album yesterday. Oh, no, come on. Yeah, recorded. <laughs> uh, um, so I, I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> I didn't mean it. <laughs> the problem was I kept trying to record this album in different places with different mm -hmm. techniques and it wasn't working. So that the idea behind this album, the last album was this kind of complex textures and instrumentals mm -hmm. and things like that. And the idea was to strip most of all that away and to have me sitting there with an acoustic guitar and the harmonica, you know. So all the tracks are basically that. And then on some of the tracks, I added some stuff and on some of the tracks I didn't. Um, but yeah, every track is just me sitting in front of the microphone with the, uh, the old, you know, uh, well, people listening to this kids can't see it, but you can, see, you know, the old contraption to put the harmonica up around my neck. Yes, and so yes. I hold it in front of me. But strange, um, it looks like a death machine. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, like you're gonna close it and yeah. <laughs> yeah i always think of it as like one of these dental things you know you're like yeah you get like a halo almost there I mean. uh, it's a little dental device <laughs> you know <laughs> um oh man so anyway so you know i i wrote all the songs and i knew i was gonna have to rehearse the songs mm-hmm. unlike previous albums where I was just recording them an instrument at a time, I didn't have to actually rehearse anything yeah. because I could just go in and do it. This I'm trying to capture actual, you know, kind of like a live performance. Mm-hmm. And so I actually have to know how to play the songs. <laughs> <laughs> so my, my poor family had to hear me practice the songs quite a few times. Yeah. Um, and i'm going through the you know so so the <laughs> first funny. song i wrote for this was was this song it's either called waving goodbye or not waving goodbye it's one of those <laughs> it's, it, something. it's got waving goodbye know. in the title but <laughs> uh, so taking inspiration from those ballads the first lines of the songs are of the song is hearken hearken to the untold tales witness the miracles the caskets and the veils and it goes on to tell the story of this lone gunman called the shadow and him his uh, you know taking down bandits and criminals and stuff like that and uh and, and it's just a cheesy western story but i was hoping to try and put some heart into it and uh and and at least make it you know interesting um but uh but yeah, it was a fun song to write. It's a fun song for me to play. Uh, I absolutely hate the recording of it. Mm. I hate this entire album. What? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm telling you right now, and it's really funny. This is my this is my new least favorite album. Uh-oh. And so I, I told my wife this morning, she was asking me, you know, you know how I was feeling about it the day after, you know. <laughs> Kind of sounds like we just had like a one night stand. You know, she's asked me how I felt about it way after. Um, but but I, I told her, well, I at some point I'm going to re-record this entire album mm-hmm. start to finish. And so because I tried all these different things. I went out. The door right here goes to the back porch. Mm-hmm. I took the microphone out there. I thought, oh, that'd be cool to have like the birds and yeah, stuff like that in the yeah. background. Well, because of the way that the porch is kind of enclosed, it's got a big canopy on top and it's got it's 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 basically like an open rectangle. It's got three sides closed and then it's yeah. open. And because of all of the weird echoey bounce that was happening off of our stucco walls i couldn't find a position to put the mic where it didn't sound like i was singing into a tin can yeah like a huge tin can um and then i thought hey i i i was tempted to do an iphone album mm. so i brought out the iphone and i thought i'm gonna try it. i'm gonna see how it goes i recorded the entire album on the iphone come on i recorded every song i went back and listened to it and I hated it, you know, and it was same problems, you know, it was just similar, yeah. you know, yeah. problems. We're in this beautiful big house. The problem is I haven't treated any of the rooms acoustically. So it's not like recording in a studio where everything's treated. So you're not having weird frequencies bouncing around everywhere. So here I'm just fighting all these crazy frequencies going everywhere. Um, so, yeah, it was a really... It was an extremely frustrating experience. <laughs> it sounds like it. To record it and then listen back and be like, holy cow. And I'm going through with all my different EQs and I'm cutting out all these crazy frequencies that, you know, are just ruining the audio. And I, I did the best I could in the short amount of time that I had. Um, but, uh, but that's why I recorded this entire album yesterday because <laughs> I had actually recorded the entire album a couple of times before wow. and I didn't like any of it. And so yesterday I was like, well, let's give it one more shot, <laughs> <laughs> man. And, and that's what you got. <laughs> I mean, you're like, this is my least. Now this is my least favorite album. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> more than a techno one that you didn't like <laughs> like i mean at least that one sounds pretty good it does sound good i mean at least like i i can listen to that audibly and think well you know even if i'm not into this yeah i can, i'm still not embarrassed to show it to somebody <laughs> you know <laughs> so embarrassment's part of this one <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, yeah. <laughs> shame can be healthy. I'm not sure, you know, yeah. I, and so, um, I, yeah, I'm kind of ashamed of this album. Um, <laughs> Honesty. <laughs> I, yeah, you know, and I think, you know, my, it's funny. My kids were asking me this morning as well. They're like, dad, did, did you get it all done? Did you finish it yesterday? Are you going to be re recording today? And I, you know, and I told them, you know, it's like in air quotes, I finished it, you know, um, and they're asking me, well, are you going to release it? And I said, well, I am going to put it up on SoundCloud. Yeah. I'm going to share it because that is the project I'm doing. These albums, I have to, I said, I'm not going to try, I'm not going to sell it on iTunes, or anything like that. Yeah. I'm going to wait and do that. And, uh, and I'm just going to pretend that this album is like the demos of these yeah, songs, yeah. you know? So I've demoed the songs down the line. I'll do the real recording. You know, I'll, uh, um, but you know, my kids, you know, hearing the songs, they were telling me that some of the songs were uh, like some of their favorites of yeah. mine, you know, that, that, that I've written, they really liked. And that was the, more than anything, that's the, the, the disappointing part. Cause you know, um, you know, when you're singing in the shower and you're like, damn, I, I sound good. Yeah. And then, and then you hear yourself recorded and you're just like, Oh crap. I'm a terrible singer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So when I'm practicing these songs, I had performed them many times in a way that I just thought this is going to sound really good. And, and I feel like they did sound really good, mm -hmm. you know, but unfortunately through the mics, you know, picking up all those weird frequencies everywhere, they didn't sound good. And I didn't, and, and and knowing that going into it is very distracted and you know you know what i mean where you're just yeah. like okay these i i felt like some of the performances were pretty good they weren't my best performances but they were you know i don't think the performances were necessarily pro the problem but uh they definitely could have been better i i, I definitely could have mm -hmm. performed them better i felt like if i was on stage performing them in front of people I yeah. would have knocked him. I would have, I would have knocked him out of the park. Right. But, right. You know, sitting in front of the microphone, knowing that it sounds bad. <laughs> <you know? laughs> it's like a comic on stage knowing they're bombing. They're bombing. Nobody's yeah. laughing at the jokes, yeah. you know, and I'm just, I'm sitting there in front of the mics knowing that what's going into the mics on a technical level doesn't sound good, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, but you know, uh, like it's like I told my kids this morning. I said, "Hey, win some, lose some. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, we just you know, it's a lot of albums. They're not they're not all going to be like the masterpiece. You know, I exactly. mean, it's, it's like, yeah. hey, man, you know, it's yeah. you do enough of anything. There's going to be some ones you're like, eh, I could do without it. <laughs> yeah, you know, LeBron James just went out of the playoffs in the <laughs> right. first round for the first time in his career. It's going to happen. I feel, I feel like he and I are on the same wavelength right oh, now. Oh, okay, both, yeah, you and LeBron. Both, yeah, me and LeBron. <laughs> We're, you know, we're both experiencing some of the worst failure we've ever had. <laughs> He's know? getting gray in his beard and you're washing up yeah. on shore. I mean, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah. It's true. At least you I'm know. not AD, you know, and having some right. terrible groin problems. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you know, Are you even watching the playoffs. I actually, you know, it's funny. I used to be a massive NBA f uh, fan. And then uh -huh. like the last two years, I basically boycotted the regular season. I was like, oh, yeah. I don't really need to watch this. I don't know. There's too much rest going on. Like load management is a loaded word for me. Yeah. And I'm like, that's it's a real a problem. Primetime game. Why is, why are the stars not playing? Like, this is crazy to me. Yeah. But I watched the playoffs. Uh -huh. So I definitely watched the Lakers. The Suns are a good team, man. They are killing it. I thought killing Denver, the Nuggets. Yeah, so I thought Denver was not not going to kill them, but I thought yeah. I and and I still think Denver can can pull out some mm. wins, but um, 
after so so it went in this order for me of teams that i wanted to see successful in the playoffs so because only because i've been a laker fan since like 1984 i wanted the lakers to be successful Mm -hmm. um uh when i saw how things were going i was like eh, oh well go suns (laughs) good job suns Suns, it's not like i'm jumping on the suns bandwagon or anything but congratulations suns that you you guys are playing amazing basketball and you deserve every win um but after the lakers i wanted to see the mavericks be successful Mm -hmm. i was really loving the mavericks and especially when they came out gunning against the clippers Mm -hmm. i was just like oh yeah Oh man. And the most disappointing part of the playoffs so far has actually been the Mavericks lose falling yeah. in the seven in game seven. Um and then and then Denver. <laughs> you know, I wanted to see Denver. And that was a really tough one because you know, first round they're playing Portland. And I love yeah. Portland. I love Dame. Uh, you know, Damian Lillard's one of those guys where it's just he was kind of like Charles Barkley on the 76ers. Yes. You know, where it's just like this guy deserves a better team. You know, yeah. you know, after after Dr. J and Moses Malone, you know, retire, went out of their prime, you know. Yeah. The 76ers just didn't have a team anymore, you know. And so Charles Barkley is trying to carry this team on his back. And mm-hmm. I feel like Dame's in the same position. So, you know, he can have a historic game and they can still lose. Yeah. You know. And, and, you know, that, that's been the same for a lot of players. You know, Michael Jordan had his best playoff game against the Celtics when he mm-hmm. was on a Bulls team that couldn't get out of the first round. Yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, hopefully his time comes, but it's just like, man. And that's the real problem. I want to see all these people succeed. Yeah. You know, I just like, there are only a few players in the NBA that I don't like. Yeah. And some some of that style and some of that is the load management thing. Yeah, this is too much I, load management. I think you're a professional athlete. This is what you get paid to do. Yeah. You know. Um, and you know, I think of guys like uh AC Green back in the day. Iron yeah. Man didn't didn't miss yeah. a game, you know. I mean, you know, it was just <laughs> and I think like guys like LeBron James who are investing a million plus a year on their bodies yeah and it's like maybe these other superstars need to invest i don't know i don't know what yeah. it is and i know some of that's genetics but imagine you, like a guy going on tour like 50 dates and you're like oh, he's gonna take you know 15 of those off yeah yeah <laughs> you're not load gonna manage. see yeah. load yeah. management <laughs> every city well you know guys i'm in cleveland ah you know yeah get the others people get my back yeah. guy <laughs> everybody would be so pissed they'd be oh, like yeah. i came to see simon what are you talking yeah. about oh, <laughs> like man. well not tonight guys i ordered yeah. baguettes and sorry <laughs> can't be bothered with that <laughs> that that is that that is it you know it's like um i you know I understand injury and things like that, you sure. know, and, and, and this season I felt like was pretty unfair for the players. A I know turnaround. they cut off yeah. like 10 games. Yeah. Really? They should have cut off like 20 or 25 right. games because they were playing way too many games, way too close together. Nobody was, you know, uh, able to get the rest they needed to recuperate. Mm-hmm. And so guys who don't normally get injured, were getting injured, you yeah. know, and, and, you know, so teams were struggling to even be able to play with their full lineup all year. Yeah. But, uh, but they were doing load management even before the pandemic, man, the guys were doing oh, yeah. that stuff before yeah. and it always just irked me. I was like, ah, yeah, okay. I mean, how about I just don't show up for one of my sessions, go as a replacement trainer today for you. I was yeah. Saying, yeah. You know, yeah. I'm not feeling it guys today. <laughs> I'm like, you know, <laughs> I mean, you can do that analogy to so many things and be like, yeah, yeah, seriously. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, surgeons doctors yeah, you know, not today like, eh, no not today yeah it's sorry Netflix day. <laughs> yeah his heart's gonna have to wait his transplant's gonna have to wait load management yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure the 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 other nurses you know and and and, and you know yeah. technicians can can handle it without me it's it's, it's no big deal you know? <laughs> <laughs> you'll see me again next week i mean maybe not <laughs> i'm like <Maybe>. you know. <laughs> 
maybe you actually won't see me next yeah. week because I didn't do your surgery. <laughs> it's crazy stuff, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And especially, you know, when, when something is a seasonal thing, you've got the whole off season to load yeah. manage, you know right. what I mean? So, you know, that's the reason. And some seasons are too long. Yeah. Baseball season. Crazy. Ask, you know, that, that's just, that's too many games. Basketball season, 82 games. That's probably too many games. Probably too many. Yeah. You know, um, but you know, that's uh, what, what else are they going to do the rest of the year? Guys, what do you want to do? I don't know. We don't <laughs> like, need another space jam. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> I will not be watching that. Just so you no. know, I'm not going to watch no. it, man. I, no. I think it's going to be really bad. I read the premise of it. I was like, oh, this is not good. This, yeah, this, this I mean, good. the first one wasn't any good. No, it, 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 had, it had a few fun campy moments. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, just I, you know, the, we we've talked about film before, and, and we're going to sure. talk about film in the future. Exactly. This is this is just another one of those things. So, um, my oldest daughter Sunny just turned nineteen. Mm-hmm. I guess it was a little birthday present to herself, but she went and got uh, a new tattoo mm-hmm. and I took her in and I was just sitting in the waiting room while she was getting her tattoo. And <clears throat> so I caught the last like 10 or 15 minutes of Chronicles of Riddick. Oh, do you remember that? monstrosity? Yes. I've watched every uh, kind of, you know, trilogy, the whole thing. I watched yeah. it all, man. Chronicles of Riddick, one of the worst <laughs> things. I mean, so there's bad, and then there's you feel sorry for everybody involved bad. There's some big names in that movie. Don't there's talk bad really about Furia, okay? Don't talk bad about <laughs> But I'm just like, are you kidding me? Like all the money, all the you know effort, all the talent that you have at your disposal, and this is what you came up with. Yeah. So I caught the last fifteen minutes of that, and I saw that in the theater when it came out. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, and and I was, I was embarrassed to be there. I was like, <laughs> this is one of the worst things I've ever seen. I want my money back. So what comes on after that? But the newest Hellboy movie. Oh no! I, I did not see that, that in the. Th- theater what you've seen it i watched it simon this is eerie man i watched it two days ago for the first time (laughs) for the first time so i'm a big fan of those other two hellboy movies the ron perlman del toro movies even though i didn't think the second one had a very good script i felt like at least visually it was still amazing it was just if you just want to see if you just want an interesting movie to look at, yes, those first two Hellboy movies are just, they're just fun to look at. They are. This new one was irritating to look at. It was ugly. <laughs> it wasn't interesting like the old one, Mm-mm. you know, like the older ones. They're not that old, but they're older. Uh, they weren't aesthetically pleasing in any way. And, and we're dealing with ugly monsters. So yeah. it's, you know, so you're, you might be saying, well, what are you talking about? Aesthetically pleasing that you're dealing with ugly monsters and dead things and all this stuff. Yeah. But look at Guillermo, Guillermo, I, I cannot say his name, yeah. Guillermo del Toro's del Toro. yeah. work. And he makes monsters beautiful. Yeah. I don't know how to explain that. Sure. But look at Pan's Labyrinth. Look at, look mm-hmm. at his movies. And you're just like, man, he makes something that is disgusting, I guess. Yeah. But he turns it into something that is captivating and amazing and cool. And, and you want to keep looking at it. And you want to you want to break it down in its details. Well, this new one, all I wanted to do is shut my eyes. But the TV is <laughs> right there. So I did shut my eyes. And I was actually texting my older brother. My older brother was a huge Hellboy fan. He was into mm. the, 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 the comics before the movies and everything. And uh, I'm texting him. And I'm just like, I think one of the measures of a good movie is that if you close your eyes and you're listening to it, you're still enjoying it. 
And this movie made me probably even more angry just listening to it. <laughs> I mean, it was so stupid. Everything from the soundtrack to everything everybody was saying to how they were saying it to just like the manicness of it. I, I don't know how to explain that either, but it, there's good manic, you know, like an action movie. And then there's yeah. bad manic where it's just like, it feels like they're just trying to get through a scene to get to the next scene. Does that yeah, make sense? It does. Like, yeah. Hurry up, hurry up, quicker edits, quicker edits. So we can get to this next thing. We got to, we, you know, we got to keep the, the runtime down quick edit, quick edit, quick. Edit. And, and I was just infuriated with it. And the times that they weren't doing quick edits, it was so mind numbingly boring. Yes. It's hard to get through really hard I mean, to get through. I, so anyway, a property like Hellboy should be some writer, director, producer's dream come true. Yeah. Because what can't you do? You can do whatever comes into your brain. Yeah. Because that's the Hellboy verse, you know, where it's just like all these weird, cool things. And yeah, you can follow the graphic novel close if you yeah. want to. Or you can just come up with every cool idea, you know. <laughs> But yeah, I was like, man, they have like Mila Jovovich or whatever. And I was like, man, Resident Evil. I was like, this could be good. And then I was like, it's not good. Uh, it's yeah, just, this is not good. This is yeah. not. No, <laughs> <laughs> I actually turned it off a couple of times. I had it like on my like cloud or whatever DVD thing. And I was like, no, I have to stop watching this. Uh, I just yeah. I literally went and watched some true crime thing. I was like, I can't. I'm done. I want real life. <laughs> yeah. Oh <laughs> man. I'll take real life. <laughs> I felt bad for, you know, and once again, I I feel mostly bad for the actors in it. Yeah. It was like because... David Harbour or something played Hellboy yeah. or something, yeah. What a great actor. He's a pretty good actor. He's in you know? Stranger Things. I mean, he's you, the, would, you know. You would think he'd make a perfect Hellboy. Cuz his Just... face, you know, and like how he yeah. looks. Yeah. And Ron Perlman was the perfect help. Oh, he's great. I mean, he's a weird looking and, dude, man. That's why. I yeah, he almost it. he almost looked like Hellboy already. He didn't even you know? need the makeup. I think <laughs> yeah. he just looks face was so big and crazy looking. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, it's Hellboy. <laughs> and the way Ron Perlman can deliver a line. I know that Ron Perlman, most people think of Ron Perlman is like, I don't know, maybe B-list. You know, remember him in Blade, though? It's pretty good. Like, <laughs> like yeah, you know, I mean. <laughs> And that's what I mean. Like a lot of the time he's kind of like B-list villain or yeah. B-list like commando or something, you know, some kind of tough guy, you know, yeah. or whatever. He actually seems like an extremely smart guy. He seems yeah. like he really respects the art and the craft of acting. Yeah. And when you see him in something as silly as Hellboy and you see that he can just deliver. Yeah. He, he can be funny. He can be touching. You know, he can he can show you the full range of emotion covered in prosthetics. Yeah. And and that I mean, it's just amazing. I, I'm really impressed with guys like that. Yeah. Yeah. Who would you be in a movie? Like, what, what would your character like? <laughs> will you be in Point Break um, or something? Like, if you yeah. like you'd be in Point Break. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I You know, I would hate I would hate to know. I really would. <laughs> what? <laughs> I I would want to be in a buddy cop movie. So really? I can see that. And, and I'd be like the slacker partner that gets killed. And, <laughs> and then, you know, then the hero has to take, you know, revenge for, yeah. you know. And I, you know, I'm like the funny guy, you know, I'm, yeah. I, you know, I'm a little tough. I'm big, you know, yeah. so I, I, I can, I can, I can play tough. You know, and so I can have my little moments and the audience gets to see me do some cool things and people yeah. like me. I'm telling jokes and doing all this stuff, but then I get offed, you know, yeah. and now yeah. now the main guy has to avenge me. I think that would be the movie I'm in. I feel I feel like I guess I feel like somebody should hire us to be like a reboot of 48 hours. <laughs> and like it would be like a very different version of it, but it would still yeah. be pretty. It would be funny, man. I think it would <laughs> be funny, you know. <laughs> I was thinking about that and I was thinking about the difference between like an Eddie Murphy and uh, a Nick Nolte. Yeah. And this is not a knock on Eddie Murphy. 
at all. So don't think it's a knock on Eddie Murphy, but he's a comedian first and actor. Second. Yeah. And he, he, he does comedy like nobody's business. He's hilarious. He's one of my favorite comedians ever. Um, but then you see, I mean, just think of Nick Nolte in this silly action comedy. Think of the bar fight scene in the second one, another <laughs> yeah. 48 hours. Do you remember like how he's just, he's getting picked up yeah. by these tougher guys and thrown around. And I don't know if you remember, but he's, Nick Nolte gets into it. I mean, he's, you can see, he looks like he's fighting for his life. He does, yeah. Eddie Murphy would have played that, wouldn't have played the scene that way. No. You know, somebody would have picked him up. He would have made a funny face. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. oh. and it would have got thrown over and yeah. you would never thought he's even getting hurt because right. it's just more funny. But with Nick Nolte, it looks like he's getting his butt kicked and it, yeah. and it looks like it hurts. <laughs> you know it what I mean? It does look like it hurts, yeah. I appreciate that. I appreciate that in, in, in like a, an actor who just like, man, he, Nick Nolte's another one of those guys. I don't, I don't think people, especially of a, a younger generation, think of Nick Nolte as this amazing, great actor. Awesome though, man. Like blue amazing chips, actor. crazy and blue chips, yeah. man. Like all those NBA another, players in there, they should have been bowing down to that dude, man. Been like, yeah. this guy's incredible, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like everything I've ever seen Nick Nolte in is, is a real masterclass. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. and he's been in some dumb stuff. Of course. But I feel like even the dumb stuff, you know, <laughs> if you do it long enough, you're going to be in dumb stuff. You're going to yeah. be doing weird things, man. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like everybody, especially who, who started making movies, maybe like back in the seventies and stuff, yeah. you know, the seventies had some great stuff. It also had a lot of these seventies, early eighties, a lot of these real feel-good movies mm -hmm. where it's just like the community come together. I don't know. It's just, it, you know, so yeah. uh, I don't know how to explain it other than, do you remember the movie Tank with James Garner? No. Mm -mm. It's a bunch of movies like this where this guy, I can't even remember why he has to do it, but he's driving a tank across state lines. <laughs> what? And he's escaping. He's maybe he's bringing somebody somewhere or something like that. And anyway, like the news gets behind him. Everybody's but the authorities are trying to stop him. But he's in a tank. <laughs> Man, it's so strange. <laughs> it's a strange, weird movie. And then at the end, there's like a crowd gathering around because he did it. And there's balloons going up. And that's what I mean. It's like so corny and yeah. cheesy. You know, um, and I feel Weird. like the '70s just had a ton of those, and a lot of really good actors, like yeah. you know, Nick Nolte and James Garner. They they found themselves in these kinds of movies. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, what are we doing, guys? What's going on? Fellas? Yeah, <laughs> I'm in a tank. Why am I in a tank? <laughs> you know, you they don't watch they watch it and they're like, um, oh no. Yeah, I always want yeah. to see the behind the scenes of some of these movies, and like the actor, you know, calling his agent. It's like, what am I doing? <laughs> What am I doing? Why am I here? What happened, man? Yeah. Especially, I think, at the advent of motion capture. I feel like a lot yeah. of actors must have felt that way. <laughs> yeah. You know, just looking around, like, you know, looking at, you know, uh, you know, the laser pointer on the yeah. green screen that they're supposed to be acting to and be like, <laughs> yeah, like, what am I doing? Why Who did you I? put me in this? And then yeah. they're like, wait a minute. It was a good idea being in the Avengers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I know, now I know why we're doing this yeah. now. Okay. I feel like if you're in a motion capture movie, the budget's high enough that you don't regret it. Yeah. You got paid. If you're an avatar, you're <laughs> like, yeah, James Cameron, you're a little bit crazy, but man, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when I think of somebody like Mark Wahlberg saying yes to Transformers after he had seen the previous, right. you know, <laughs> I mean, if you've seen those previous ones, then you know, you it's going to be an awful movie. So why yes. are you saying yes to it? But, um, I'm sure he got what 20, yeah. 25 mil sure. per picture, something like that. You know, it's <laughs> like, look at well, a green screen. <laughs> yeah. I'll yell Optimus Prime. You know? Optimus. <laughs> it's always the same thing, you know? Yeah. I I stopped watching those movies. Yeah. Me too. Uh, after the first one. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's sad? I went on for a while and I was like, I can't do this anymore. I was like, this is so bad. Yeah, at some point you just like. You know, I watched that first one and I thought, well, that was horrific. <laughs> um, I thought 
some of the Autobots actually kind of looked pretty good. Yeah. felt like they did an, a, a good yeah. job with Optimus Prime. I agree. And it was great to have the actual voice actor, you know, from the cartoons yeah. doing his voice. And, and, and for nostalgia, for watching that thing, you know, the old cartoon back in the 80s, I appreciated that. I really mm-hmm. did. The rest of the movie was like drinking, you know, a, a poop smoothie. You, know? <laughs> you didn't like Shia LaBeouf or Boof, whatever. <laughs> like, you didn't. <laughs> He's probably a great actor. There's something about him I don't like. Yeah, actually, you know I feel I mean? the same way. There's something like he's great at what he does, but it's kind of like eh, I really don't want to be friends with him. Probably, I don't know. Yeah. Some, I don't. I, you know, it's, it's we're not going to personal. Shy. We're not going to hang mean, out. You know, I mean, you know, yeah. it's it just you know I don't know. You yeah. know, like, I loved you in Holes. <laughs> pretty good back in the day. <laughs> like, like, yeah, I'm sure he's like an amazing actor. I just if I see he's in a movie, I'm not interested. Yeah, same here. I'm like, eh. It's kind of like James Cameron. If I see he's directed a movie, I'm not interested. I mean, you know, it's over for Simon. Yeah. He's like, if it isn't me washed up ashore and point blank battling Patrick Swayze and Keanu Reeves, oh, I'm not into it. Uh, Actually, yeah. I think I could get cast as Nick Nolte's son. Yes. Yes. I think we could do because could I do think that. we could do another could 40 do hours because yeah. I think I could be his son. Yeah, actually, that's true. They'd be like, I'm going to have to hair. talk like this the rest of the time. Oh. I want you to get in there. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Axel. <laughs> oh, he's out. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's got one of the best voices. And as he gets older, it just gets worse to where it's it sounds like, yeah, yeah, he's just gargling gravel yeah <laughs> Come on, let's get on here. you know i'm sorry i'm not a great dad okay yeah. <laughs> is that warrior is that where war- were you doing nick nolte and warrior yeah yeah i got it down man i'm telling you yeah <laughs> like- oh man so that's that's actually probably my favorite sports movie of all time pretty warrior. good right yeah <laughs> i mean that's a good movie that's yes. a good movie i mean that that's when yeah. you have a simple story that could have been extremely cheesy because there's too many coincidences in that movie for you not to roll your eyes at it. (laughs) However, because of the script and the actors and the directing, yeah, that movie turns into one of the best sports movies. It's pretty good of all time. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. And, and Nick Nolte, when he falls off the wagon and he's spouting <laughs> and he's shouting at Ahab. Ah, turn the ship around! Turn the ship around! <laughs> I mean, I get choked up, man. Yeah, man. I do. It's pretty good stuff, you know? Yeah. Man, so. this is like a preview, everyone, for the future shows. <laughs> That's uh, we right. talk That's about right. his movies. We're trying not yeah. to do it, but it, we can't help it. I we mean, can't help like... it. We can't help it. I, you know, I can't help it. I'm just, I, I just love movies so much oh man i really do i really yeah. do and i don't watch enough actually I mean, yeah but next week um, guys we're gonna discuss enemy mind okay there's yeah. <laughs> dennis quaid who's off his rocker now but it's okay <laughs> pretty weird movie but anyways i'm like yeah eh, that would know. that would be fun we should discuss this later about yeah. doing mm-hmm. themes like actors yes Yes, Louis Gossett Jr., Dennis, yeah. you know, the whole oh thing. Oh, my gosh. You know, Iron Eagle's going to be in there, too, man. <laughs> One and two and three. <laughs> I, my, I think we talked about this, like the Cobra Kai. Yeah, yeah. And all the references to Iron Eagle. And I had to yeah. explain all these stupid Iron Eagle references to my kids. <laughs> Cappy! It's like, yeah, it's like, sorry, kids. You guys aren't understanding <laughs> this. And to be honest, there's no reason you should. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, man. Well, listen, Whatever. Simon, always a good time with you, man. Always a good time. Well, thanks. Talk for hours with you, literally. For I hours. Know. I know, I know. Uh the feeling is mutual. So you, I man. hope that I've I've thoroughly put everyone off of moving to Florence and listening mm-hmm. to my latest album. Well said. <laughs> <laughs> and watching bad movies yes (laughs) simon you're the man all right till next time man all right man we'll take it easy you got it
Thank you for listening to this episode of Dr. D's Social Network. Make sure you listen to future episodes. Also, please make sure to rate and review My Dad's Show on Apple Podcasts in the rate and review section. Thanks, everyone.